Welcome to Head to Heart Podcast. I'm your host, Jenny Markham. This bi-weekly podcast is created to be a safe space to admit what we truly believe in our hearts. And many of us, when we take the time to truly examine ourselves, will find some sort of shame, fear, or lies hiding in there. And it is never God's will for us to stay in bondage to those. It's His truth that sets us free from them. But there's a huge difference between having biblical knowledge floating around in our heads and actually believing that it's true. Until God's truth makes its way into our hearts, nothing changes. We'll be doing a mix of solo episodes and interviews with friends who have experienced the freedom that comes when head knowledge becomes heart knowledge. We'll also have a time of prayer where you will have a chance to respond to what God is inviting you into at the end of each episode. The truth will set you free so you can walk every day in the freedom God desires for you. It's time to let go of shame, fear, and lies. Those aren't yours to carry. Thanks for joining us. Welcome back to Head to Heart. I'm your host, Jenny Markham. Welcome back to the wonderful podcast that it's a joy for me to make for all you listeners. I'm bringing a new guest, and so I'm just going to have him introduce himself. Craig, why don't you take it away, introduce yourself, what you do, who you are, sure. anything you want to share. So my name is Craig Spofford. I'm the executive director of Beyond Limits, and Beyond Limits is a college experience program that exists at Bethany Global University. And I've been here for a few years now. Um, I'm happily married for 32 years to Cara, my wife. And uh, we have two kids, Alyssa, who recently got married uh, to Jeremy this past year and is now living in Georgia. And our son, Stephen, just finished up high school and is looking at what is next for him. He's also my favorite fishing partner. <laughs> so that's that's kind of my life and, and the simple things. I also happen to work at a fruit-themed tech company part-time. A fruit-themed? <laughs> a fruit-themed? I was like, wait a second. And then I thought of a market, and I was like, he doesn't work at a market. <laughs> That's funny. Any listener can guess. Just take yeah, guesses. right. You know. Um, why don't you share one fun fact about yourself? Um, something that very few people know about me is that uh, I have a minor in vocal performance from college. So. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. Vocal performance like, like you sing? Like yeah. You sing? Yeah. I'm shocked. So have you sung at your current job in any aspect? You know what? No, I play bass sometimes for the worship team, but I've, I've never I've never sung except wow. like just participatory, you know, because we do chapel services at school. Mm-hmm. So I do there. That's yeah. great. Hidden yeah. talent. Yeah. So Craig, what have you been set free from? Um, well, relevant to what you know, I, I've learned about, uh, I've been set free from a number of things. I have had some some personal freedom when it comes to the things I put into my mind and how I believe about myself and what I believe about my own self-worth. What I believe about how God created people to be, I've been set free from some preconceived notions and ideas. And I would say the biggest thing when it comes to the calling that I have right now to be involved in disability ministry, it's the sense that my purpose is to was always about serving others like I had to be the one doing something I had to be the one accomplishing things and God has allowed me to be a person who can receive from people I didn't ever expect to receive from Hmm. be participant with them in the ministry of the gospel 
and just be present and part of their lives. That I don't have to always be accomplishing something. I can just be part of things. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so in your current job, did you expect to be teaching, training, and then it looked a little bit different where you're actually receiving things from yeah. students now? Yeah, I, I think so. When I when I came in to, you know, Beyond Limits, um, you know, as the director, the uh, I, I've I in the past have taught a an in the past I've taught a class uh, for about disability ministry for the university that we're affiliated with. And um, I, you know, I was looking forward to all these ways in which I would have influence and still do, you know, I, I, I love so much about what I get to be part of at Beyond Limits, but even just today walking across the courtyard with one of my students and having them say something to me that was a reminder to me of humility and courage and being willing to participate and take risks, you know, outside of what someone might think that their capability is. And I just was reminded, again, just to be humble mm-hmm. and to see what God is doing and to see how God's yeah. using people in ways I didn't expect. That's awesome. So would you explain to us why disability ministry is very close to God's heart? Yeah, I have been thinking a lot about that. And and the first thing I would say is that you know, God's heart is to be near us. His desire, you know, is for us to hear his wisdom. You know, if we go all the way back to the garden and we think about what God intended, he He breathed life into his creation. And the purpose was for them to grow and be in fellowship with him. So how does that translate into, you know, disability ministry in a broken world? It is that that is that heart of God has never changed. God's desire is to be near us. And the things about our life that that make it difficult for us or our abilities, our challenges, our hardships, whatever they may be, God wants to be present. He wants to walk beside us and near us. He also wants us to participate in the life that he's bringing into the world through his spirit. So that means as people who are wanting to walk in fellowship with the one whose image we bear, we are called to use our gifts, our talents, and our abilities, and no one's exempt from that. When we mm-hmm. think about what Paul talks about in the body of Christ, he doesn't leave anybody out of that. He doesn't say, well, you know, you people with certain abilities. He says certain abilities are given, certain things people have to do, mm-hmm. but the reality is is that, for example, uh, someone who's called to be a teacher doesn't have anything to do with whether they have a disability or not. Someone who's called to be a prayer warrior, minister, Maybe it looks different for them, but they're still called to be part of and in connection with the whole body of Christ and to be part of that. So I want people to know and recognize that that's the heart of God, that we're involved, we're mm-hmm. interconnected, yeah. that we live in community with each other, and that it involves everybody. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, those yeah. are those are important. Yeah, and I feel like in any setting where whoever with disabilities is exempt from serving or giving or participating, then it's like they're hurting themselves because that's completing the body of Christ. And that if you're saying this person's exempt from participating, it's like not going to be helpful for the entire body. For sure. And how they participate or how they serve could seem different than how other people serve. Mm -hmm. Uh, we can have assumptions about someone's ability or the things that they could bring. But in truth, they can serve in ways we might never have thought of. 
mm-hmm. in ways that we might never have thought of and bring wisdom in ways we don't. I, I think often of a student who's been around this campus for a long time. Oh, great. I was just going to ask you, could you think of an example? Oh, yeah, <laughs> Perfect. for sure. I, I mean, I think about someone who's been here for a long time whose day-to-day the the way the way he engages with people it's it's often silly it's funny it, it, it's different but at the same time he brings a wisdom and a joy and a love for life to people that they see lived out in front of them and they just see this person leaning into work with joy they see him leaning into relationship with joy and they see him just going through and sometimes it may seem a little too silly or whatever but you know, at the end of the day, this person consistently models what it means to bring joy with them where they are mm-hmm. um, and, and what yeah. they're doing. And uh, and people are learning and watching and seeing them. And, and I'm watching him develop into somebody who's now teaching other people how to do tasks. Wow. And it's just so interesting to watch because no one would have thought that would be a gift that this person had. But mm-hmm. I'm just watching them. Just I'm just watching it unfold. And it's 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 beautiful to see as they're being challenged to lead, sometimes that's what needs to happen. They just need to be given opportunity, given encouragement, permitted to fail at it. Yeah. Uh, oftentimes we can look at a person with a disability and once they begin to struggle with it, we think, you know, we should probably make it easier for them. Should maybe not let them struggle so much. Sometimes the struggle is, is where we learn. Mm-hmm. It's where we grow. It's where we build muscles. It's where we, you know, yeah. um, you know one of the things that, that we learn at, at Bethany um, that our students are learning and say to me a lot is how they love being challenged by having a growth mindset. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but that looks different for everybody. It does. Right. I feel like the main basis of growth mindset is just, you just don't say no, I won't. And I can't. And then it can look different beyond that. Right. That's really cool. Right. So you could take this next question in so many different directions feel free to explore those directions for sure. (laughs) But, um, if you were to just expose a myth about disability ministry, what would that be? There's so many, but I would say that the, the idea that people with disabilities have less to offer or that, that they're there only to be served, that I've heard it often said that God's created certain people to to be served. And I look at that as a myth in the sense that um, we're all created to be in fellowship and connection with others. And sometimes that means we're serving and sometimes that means we are being served. Yeah. Sometimes we have to be humble enough to be served. Yeah. Some of us may need to be served a little bit more depending on our, our, our challenges or whatever we're faced with. And at different seasons of life, that's true. But to believe that anybody is only, that their only purpose is in that way is uh, just something I think that is not, that is not true. Mm-hmm. Um, God's power is revealed. I think about, uh, uh, the, you know, from, John, from, the, from the Gospel of John, Jesus meets a man born blind. And he's asked by the people watching and said, so who sinned? This mm-hmm. man or, or, or his parents? In other words, there's an assumption that there's something the matter. Mm-hmm. And Jesus says, there's, there's nothing. No, nobody's done anything. First of all, the world's broken. Mm-hmm. And this is the way things are sometimes. However, the glory of yeah. God will be revealed. And then, and then in that man's case, he's healed. Mm-hmm. You know, that doesn't happen for everybody. But, you know, we don't know how God's going to use someone, but we know that God can and will. Whether it's, you know, something as amazing as that, a lot of times we think about healing, that gets into a whole other issue of myth and what, 
what that is all about. But really what's, what it's about is that God can, does want to, and will work in and through people mm-hmm. and wants to be in fellowship with them. Yeah, that's really, really good. So if we truly believe that every human life has value, how should that affect us in our everyday decisions or in our interactions with others? Well, first of all, we remember to see the people that are literally walking around, no matter who they are, as image bearers of the Creator. Mm-hmm. No matter what their personal relationship is with the Creator, whether I'm in the store or I'm in you know, a place of business or I'm in a relationship with this person in some way, whatever I perceive as their personal relationship with God or whatever it may be, that I never forget, no matter this person's outlook on the world, they are an image bearer. Mm-hmm. Broken, maybe, you know, whatever. Not restored, not in relationship with Jesus, as it were, but that they have value to him. And that I don't forget that. And then that causes me to want to engage with them and interact with them in a way that brings them respect that brings them value and allows me to be able to engage with them in such a way that that works best for them. Mm-hmm. Um, Paul would say, um, and I'm speaking about the Apostle Paul, he would say, I'm willing to be whatever I need to be with people so that they can mm-hmm. understand who they are or have the potential to be in Christ. You know, Paul's wanting to connect with people, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what I want us to remember is that God did everything he has done to create this arc of redemption that leads to Jesus, which leads to a relationship with us, and that it is our opportunity and responsibility to bring that hope into the world, and it belongs to everybody to have that, you know, to be given that opportunity. Mm -hmm. That's what we're called to do. And so I want to just lean into the fact that that God loves this person. God created them. He has a point for them. Mm -hmm. He has a purpose for them. And I want to I want to engage with them as if though they truly are that amazing image bearing creation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really good. Also, I feel like I've definitely heard you say this before, and I've heard our mutual friend Sierra say this before. In that, um, all disability ministries or services are understaffed, or you know there will always be a need. I've always you know heard her say that. Um, how could the listeners who are hearing this episode right now serve disability community? Um, and that doesn't have to look in a, you know, like I sign up to get a job with people with disabilities. But Absolutely. how could they just start right where they're at? You know, first of all, have eyes to see. Look around. The reality is, is that um, 18 to 25% of the people in the world have a disability, seen or unseen. The chances are you know someone. You may be a person with a disability, um, but the chances are you know someone who has a disability. You're around them. You have the opportunity to be an influence in their life. And whether it's just through simple kindness and, uh, and, and, and including them to be part of your world, restructuring how something has to be done so that they can participate and be part mm-hmm. and even potentially lead, um, and, and adjusting expectations that, 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 that allow people to participate and be part of things is super important. Um, then, you know, look for, for where there may be opportunity in, uh, let's say you're involved in a church. Maybe there's a parent who just needs somebody who's willing to hang out with their kids so that they can be part of church. Um, 
Maybe there's a disability ministry within that church you're part of. Um, I often take a lot of what I do with disability ministry and disability work outside of the context of the church, and then I want to figure out how can people be included in what's going on already in the world around them mm-hmm. and adjusting expectations so that they can. I recognize, I think about it sometimes a little bit like the game of, of, of sports. There's times when it's fun to watch the best athletes play. Mm-hmm. But sometimes we just want to play. Yeah. And we just want to be part. And we need to remember that we need to remember the joy that's found in just being part of something. Mm-hmm. And that we that we make it so that people can be part. Um, and that'll change the game a little bit, maybe. But we'll all have fun, and we'll get to be a part of something. So that's one way to consider it. The other is just to remember that you have the ability through, through kindness. Uh, some people have the ability to give money. Some people have the ability to give time. Some people have the ability just to be present. Mm-hmm. Um, and let somebody know. Find somebody you can be praying for. Find somebody that you can serve alongside and include in your life. Find someone who, uh, you know, you were going to go get a coffee anyway. Um, find somebody who would really like to be a part of that. Take them along sometime. Sometimes you need that time for yourself. I get that. But sometimes it's an act of service to lean in and give someone what they need. Mm-hmm. And they may need a little support being a part of it. Just be present to them. Yeah. And I was never in that class that you taught at one point, but I feel like one of my friends was a student in your class and she said some fact to me a few years ago that was like, um, the disability community is an unreached people group. Is that right? A hundred percent. The, it is among, if, if you were to take, you know, the number of people with disabilities in the world, it, it is among the most unreached people group in the world. The number of people wow. with disabilities that are not church, that are not part of a ministry, that are not part of um, fellowship in a church, the number of families who find it difficult to take their, ch- their, their children to church because of the way churches often function and work, mm-hmm. um, that it, it is, is actually among the most unreached people groups in the world, if you were to consider them as their own people group. Mm-hmm. Um, as many as 25% of people either have a disability or will have a disability in their lifetime. And the fact of the matter is, if you live long enough, you probably will have a disability. Mm-hmm. It'll might maybe be physical, could be a mental, could mm-hmm. be emotional, but the reality is we all go through life in some way and you never know. Yeah. Some people are born with them, some people acquire them. Mm-hmm. So, wow. Yeah. And so if you were to just lead the listeners with... One final encouragement, what would you just like them to get out of this? I would say that, that for me, it, it, the, when I think about the teachings of Jesus and I think about what he had to say about the great reversals when he talked about the kingdom of God, he lays out uh, a story in Luke chapter 14 where he talks about how a man was going to have a banquet. And he invited all these important people yeah. who all had reasons not to come. They all said no. And then he came back and he said to his servants, he said to the people who were going inside him, here's the people that I want at the celebration. Mm -hmm. And he ends up sending them out a couple of times to fill the place up. And they go out into the byways and he talks about, and you look at the descriptors and he's talking about people who had challenges. They they were not part of the upper class. They were not part of the in crowd. Mm -hmm. They were the people who needed to go to a banquet though. They needed to be included. Mm -hmm. And he made it happen. And the you know they that's what they pulled together, um, because God desires for His place, His kingdom to be full, 
So um, just don't forget that no one should be left outside. It'll be complicated. Mm-hmm. It'll be hard. It'll be tricky. And there will be times it will feel like a lot of work. But in the end, it will bring great joy, both to you for yourself and to the heart of the Father. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, that's why we're doing it, right? Yeah. We're desiring to see the kingdom of God build. Um, I believe very firmly in the in the um, the mission statement of our partner organization, Bethany, which says, you know, that their purpose is to take the church to where it is not and to help others do the same. And I look at the students and the people that I get to work with and be in relationship with and realize they have the ability to be part of that story and not just recipients, but also participants. Mm-hmm. And that's what I want for them. That's what I want for people to see that they can make a difference in helping someone be included. Wow. That's so good. Okay. I'm going to add one more question. I just thought of it and I feel like it's necessary. <laughs> okay. I think that sometimes a thought that can come into our heads when we're like, okay, I want to serve the disabled community. Um, but sometimes we get fear or get nervous. And if someone has zero zip experience, I think the fear of it being awkward, the fear of not knowing what to do can really get in the way or fear of what if I, um, assume they're able to do more than they actually are able or the other way where I assume they're not able to do something, but they actually are able to do that. A lot of those can get in the way of serving. Mm -hmm. So, what what's one step someone can take to not let those thoughts get in the way? The first thing is to realize and embrace the fact that awkwardness is part of life. Things are awkward at times. Things are not easy. Life isn't simple. Um, just lean in and accept the fact that you'll make mistakes and be willing to have grace for yourself and realize that yeah you 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 will probably make mistakes you might upset somebody who knows i you know i can't say for sure i've definitely done it um but what i've recognized is that there's there's a purpose to 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 creating these environments and opportunities for people to be involved that can get beyond that mm-hmm. over time accepting the fact that things are tricky and awkward some people say i don't have the gift for that i reflect back on the fact that the first time I walked into a room full of people with disabilities that I was going to work and serve alongside, I didn't know what I was doing. I was nervous. I had the butterflies. I, it freaked me out. Mm-hmm. And over time, it became a place I looked forward to going and something I wanted to do. So sometimes it's just a matter of like it is with any new thing we learn in life. We have to embrace the fact that there's going to be a growth process. Mm-hmm. It's not easy on the first day. Um, but you know, you'll get there. It, yeah. It's okay. You'll, you'll be able to lean into it. So really it's about persistence. It's about just being willing to continue to, to move forward. I always think about my favorite uh, book of the Bible is the book of Philippians. And Paul talks so much about living through the hard things and how to have a mindset that leads us towards an attitude that gets us to a place where we believe that all things are possible. Mm. It doesn't mean that all things that we can do just about anything, but it, it's a mindset that believes that I am here to pursue with joy this relationship with Jesus and that in doing that, I will find that all things are possible through Christ who gives me strength. Mm -hmm. And that means that hard relationships are better, difficulties are easier, um, and that I have everything I need Yeah, because he's present. Yeah, that's so good. Thank you for sharing, Craig. Thank you for being the guest today. It was an honor. Thank you. I appreciate it.
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Head to Heart Podcast. It's a joy to record them and a joy to have you listen. Since you're a dedicated listener and made it to the very end of the episode, I have two gifts for you. One is that I have a free resource linked in the show notes for you. It's a resource created to help you take the truth you've learned either in this episode or in a previous one and apply it to your life. The second gift I have for you is access to my seasonal playlists. Every season, summer, fall, winter, spring, I create a regular playlist and a worship playlist that will be ongoing throughout the season. And you'll be able to follow it on Spotify if you need some good boogie tunes. Because let's be honest, in another life, I would have been a DJ. So you now have full access to meet all your seasonal music needs in the show notes. As always, I love hearing from you. So follow me on Instagram and send me a DM of how this episode impacted you. The handle is head to heart underscore podcast. And if you would be so kind, leave a five-star rating and review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or the website. By doing this, you'll help me get more amazing guests on the show in the future. I'll be releasing new episodes to you every other Friday, so stay tuned and thanks for joining us.